Todd for breakfast. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, Todd, back with you again. So this week, oh, I had quite a few chats with uh, Superintendent Steve Post and uh, brought in a special guest with a couple of the chats, uh, Inspector Colin Keane, who is new to the Midwest. So we're going to catch up and uh, find out a bit more about Colin and uh, we're going to broach a, um, a very significant but also something that can be a very uh, touchy subject. Uh, I'll explain a bit more as we get towards uh, the end of this podcast. But to kick things off, we are chatting to, yes, Superintendent Steve Post to talk about hot cars. Morning, Todd. Morning, listeners. All right. Great to have you in with us. And uh, look, it's appropriate because you wanted to have a chat about, well, this heat wave that essentially is hitting us and the way that people are, I guess, leaving their cars and uh, who, who may be in them as well. Yeah, so just recently, I've uh, in the last three weeks, I've had six separate instances, both on and off duty, where cars have been left running in the street, and concerningly, on three of those occasions, actually left their children in the car with the car running, unattended, with no with no adults. That causes me great concern. Um, parents want to protect their kids and obviously leave them in a bit of comfort. But what they need to realise is if you leave your children in, in an unattended car mm-hmm. and the car's running, that's a perfect target for the vehicle to be stolen. Now, it's bad enough that you go to the shops and you come back and your car's gone, but what if your kids are gone as well? Yeah. Um, so I just what thought it was very timely, particularly given that we've got this hot weather upon us that people might be inclined. They're just ducking into the shops really quickly. You know, it'll be, it won't be a problem. I'll just leave the car running, leave the kids in. They're only going to be two minutes. Yeah, sometimes you know, it only takes 30 seconds, not yeah. even that, for a car to be stolen. Um, and sometimes, you know, that two minutes turns into five minutes and the, that window of opportunity. And unfortunately, we do have individuals in our community who look for those opportunities. Um, so you don't really want to be that parent of the year mm. that comes out to find your car gone and your kids gone. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, just be aware. Don't leave that car running because, uh, as Steve mentioned, you, you only look, oh, I'm only going to be in and out, but you just don't know how long it's going to be. You might get held up, uh, and especially when you're leaving your kids in the car as well because we have heard of instances where cars have been stolen. You know, they, they leave the car running with the kids in there and someone just jumps in and away they go. I mean, I can't imagine how a parent would feel in that situation. So don't put yourself in that situation and uh, make sure you lock the car up, switch it off, and, and don't leave the kids in there. Yeah, so I mean, as a as a parent, mm-hmm. I'm sure there has been moments in your in your life where you've momentarily lost sight of your children at mm-hmm. the shops, and that feeling of terror and that feeling of sickness in your gut that you get until you find them. Imagine if you came out and your car was gone and your kids were gone, and and you know, for us as police officers, we're here to to look after the community twenty four seven. You know, the last thing we want to be doing is chasing a car down the road and not knowing that your children are in the back. Yeah. Um, we don't, you know, sometimes we don't have the luxury of knowing all the circumstances. So, um, yeah. Please, even though it's hot, I know it's hot, get the kids out or take another adult with you so that they can remain in the car with the kids if that's what you need to do. Mm. It really isn't worth it. We, we had 175 vehicles stolen in Geraldton alone last year. It does happen. Um, and um, you don't want to be that that person. All right. Takes the community. Everybody do your part. Once again, chatting to uh, Midwest Gascoigne Superintendent Steve Post. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, and next we are joined once again by Superintendent Steve Post, but this time around we're getting to know Inspector Colin Keane, who's new to the Midwest. Good morning. Good morning, listeners. All right, now you've come in to uh, introduce uh, well, someone new to Geraldton. 
Yes, so um, as the district superintendent, I have a number of inspectors who uh, look after the various areas, north, south, uh, east, and also crime. And um, this morning, I have the pleasure of introducing Inspector Colin Keane. And and Colin is specifically responsible for Geraldton Mm -hmm. uh, and also for the southern stations down uh, Dongara, Lehman, and Durian Bay, as well as out to the southeast, I suppose. So Minganew, Morrawar, Peringery and Three Springs, mm. um, to name but a few. So I thought it was an opportune time. Uh, Colin's just arrived in town and he's going to be here for a few years. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll introduce you to Colin. Yeah, Colin, thank you for coming in and uh, having a chat with us. Uh, good morning and, yeah, how, looking forward to it. So yeah, That's great. All right, well, hey, welcome to the Midwest, our most beautiful place in Western Australia, if not the world. So, uh, hey, talk to us about, I guess, your, your past and what brings you here. Ah, yeah, so long-time serving police officer. Most of that has been in the detective world, in the investigative world and the cyber world. So I've got a distinctive background in cyber and tech. Hmm. Um, So coming here is one of the things I've always wanted to do is come and serve in regional. Uh, So I thought this was the most opportune time to come. Uh, From my previous experience, I've learnt that uh, some of the initiatives and things that I can develop in the district um, will benefit the district. So I'm bringing that tech innovative uh, experience into this place. So mm. some of the some of the things we do in different areas need to be uh, more, made more efficient, made better, so we can act on those things faster, lock up crooks faster, help the community in a, at a much more, more rapid sort yeah. of pace, I guess. Yeah. As we say, it takes a community, it takes everyone to get involved to, you know, keep a community safe. So I suppose, um, what would you like to say to those out there who are listening? And, uh, you know, what kind of advice would you like to give them? Be good. Yeah, be good. Um, look, it's it's one of those one of those holistic sort of um, answers, I guess. Mm. And and coming from, especially coming from a technology background, there's a lot of things that go unreported. Um, and I guess people get into that mindset of, well, nothing's going to happen anyway. Right. I don't report it, whatever. Uh, whereas if they don't report it, we don't see the picture. So we might be having a crime wave in somewhere or a, or incidents of cybercrime or incidents of family violence or something, and it's not getting reported, so we can't do anything mm. about it if we don't know about it. So I guess one of those things is making sure that things are reported uh, because now the technology that the police have, we can group those things together and identify trends, identify what's happening in certain areas so we can start to mitigate those problems and find solutions for them. Yeah, that is brilliant. Well, uh, thank you very much for coming and having a chat. Now, just obviously you've got a a big job ahead of you, as all police uh, do. So besides that, what about the lifestyle? What are you looking forward to? You know, as as living in the Midwest, what are you looking forward to? Um, Look, it's it's certainly a different pace than the metropolitan area. Mm. Um, I did grow up. In, in the northwest a bit, so I, I grew up in South Headland a bit. Uh, so I do, I'm do. i very familiar with the northwest, um, and I do look forward to the people in the northwest because there's certainly a different sort of uh, dynamic, I guess. When you when you meet people in the street and they generally say hello to you, yeah. it's generally meaning they're saying hello to you, whereas in, in the metropolitan area, I guess you can walk <laughs> around and no one even talks yeah. to you. So, you know, that, that, that feeling of, of community, um, and looking out for each other and, and making sure, um, you know, that we're getting the right policing response for the right right sort of work and jobs and those sorts of things. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to that community side of 
of policing yeah. uh, and, within the regional WA. And he's brought his caravan with him, so he's already oh. done the test test run to Horrocks for the for a yes, weekend. There we go. And he's going to be uh, like like a lot of people around here with their caravans, uh, enjoying everything mm. that the Midwest has to offer. Love it. Um, yeah, a life out in the great outdoors. Yeah. Well, uh, enjoy yourself out here in the Midwest, uh, Inspector Colin Keane. Thank you very much for coming to the Midwest and coming to the studio for a chat. Really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, we can chat more in the future. No worries. Thanks very much, Todd. All right. Once again, uh, Inspector Colin Keane. Also been chatting to Midwest Gascoigne Superintendent Steve Post. Steve, thank you very much once again for popping in and uh, bringing a special guest with you. Great, thank you. All right, for this final chat, we're once again joined by Superintendent Steve Post and Inspector Colin Keane. And we are broaching a very sensitive subject, subjects. Uh, we are talking about extortion, but also sextortion, uh, which does sadly uh, affect teens uh, right through all the ages. So, uh, look, just so you're aware, sensitive subject matter that we are covering. But here we are now with Steve Post and Colin Keane. Yeah, good morning, Todd and everybody. Uh, now, um, Steve, you thought this would be a, a good subject to broach, especially since uh, Colin ha- has come to the Midwest and and this is, uh, I guess, one aspect of what he would, I suppose, um, focus on, specialise in, in a way, uh, when it comes on to, uh, I suppose, extortion online. Um, you want to have a chat about sextortion, uh, which if uh, something that people aren't aware of, probably something they should be very much aware, aware of, especially if they've got, you know, young kids. Absolutely. Look, teenagers. Um, the, the Midwest uh, is not isolated from the rest of the world and connected to the internet. Um, mm. We're just as vulnerable as anybody else. So we have, um, in recent times in this district, had reports of um, what's called sextortion. So that is um, overseas offenders who pretend to be opposite sex um, and they will engage in a an online relationship, starts with, with chatting, uh, and then eventually leads to the sharing of images. Uh, and unfortunately, some of our males and, and those in the 16 to 17 age bracket are the most at risk, but they are by no means alone. Mm. Um, they, uh, they engage in these relationships. They'll send some intimate images of themselves. Um, they've received you know, intimate images, so they they um, think it's okay to reciprocate. Uh, turns out that the images they received are just probably taken off the internet. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, theirs are real, and um, then they find themselves in a very compromising position. And what, what we found is from the reports that we have received is that they will automatically, uh, as soon as they send those, those images, they'll get an extortion uh, claim where they'll be threatened with having those um, images released to their family, friends, colleagues, if they don't pay yeah. X amount of dollars. And we are talking about thousands and thousands of dollars in some in some cases. So um, it's becoming very prevalent in this in this district. It's, it's very prevalent worldwide. We just don't want people in the Midwest to be, um, you know, to fall victim of this. And so mm. we thought it was a good opportunity for us to just raise awareness yeah. um, because it's only through awareness and education that um, that we can stop these things. Um, and, and Colin, having his background in technology, is very well versed in the world of cybercrime. Uh, and so I'll throw over to him. Yeah, Colin, thank you once again. So yeah, tell us uh, more about it and, and what people need to be aware of, what they need to be looking out for. So I think one of the key things we've got to look at is, I guess, the shift in crime. Um, in the earlier days, our borders were Western Australia and occasionally boarded into Australia. Now our criminals are everywhere in the world. So cyber, tech and those types of things has opened Australia up to the world of crime. Um, so when we're talking about sextortion and those types of offences, quite often, even as Superintendent Post said, it's quite often 
the the pictures aren't real they've taken from somewhere else or even the videos are pre-recorded and you might see a, a female or whatever on the video but it can be a completely someone different on the other end that's doing the the talking and the recording and unfortunately yes they the, the younger generation get caught um, but it's not limited to that mm. and i guess it's across the broad mm. spectrum and it's not limited to male sex either or the male op- sex of the <laughs> business it, it does go across to females and all types of um gender and orientations it's not specific to mm-hmm. one uh, so i guess the the main thing is out there especially in these circumstances it's difficult for parents because a lot of those sort of more senior teenagers and above sort of stick in their own rooms stick into their own private lives and it's about how we do how we educate them because at the end of the day you don't want the internet educating your kids mm. or educating um, even the, the wider community because not everything that's on the internet is true. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people, whether they're young or or especially in the elderly, that, that are trustworthy mm. of, of what they read or what they see. Mm. And for instances, whether it's sextortion or whether it's a, a fraudulent scam, they can go to places like ScamNet and check what the latest scams are. They will highlight what they are. Mm. Or again, if you want to report something, if you've had something, you can go to uh, Report Cyber, which is a government website. Now, again, I, I think last time we spoke, we talked talked about making sure that people are reporting. And I know our commissioner is very keen on sorting out overseas offenders, which you've seen in the drug environment. Mm. And now, as we know, um, with report uh, cyber and with the, the information and the statistics we have from that, that's equal to the drug trade and the amount of money that's being made by criminals. Wow. So when you're talking about that it's making millions and millions of dollars, and I th- about five years ago, it exceeded the the cocaine and heroin trade in how much money it made from cyber. So when we're looking at that, it's all about education. It's all about getting in touch with the scam nets and, mm. and those and finding out what they are and using pre- preventative measures to, to overcome them. Yeah. So uh, again, it, it's education's the best thing and parents teaching children. It's elderly, we can, you know, have demonstrations i know there are people out there that provide cyber awareness sessions and those sorts of things because not all of our let's face it my mum couldn't use yeah. a phone you know um, but she still got phone calls back in the day saying they were from the tax department you know and they threatened to come around and mm-hmm. seize everything yeah. but if they didn't provide itunes cards you know so there's all these types of scams and i guess that's the shift in crime why why go into a bank and rob a bank with a gun when you can send someone an email and get the same amount of money? Yeah, very true. All right, well, we're chatting to Inspector Colin Keane. Just to come back to the, the sextortion again, is there a way people can know if the person they're talking to online is a real person? Is there a way that they can figure that out or is it just always just be beware, beware, beware? The only way you can know it's a real person is if you know the person. Yep. Realistically. And it's very difficult even with the advent of AI these days, mm. you've seen some of the videos that are out there that show a celebrity or something that's doing something that they would never do. Yeah. And that's because of AI and the creation of AI. The pictures are fake. The videos can be faked. Unless you know that person personally and you're actually talking to them regularly, they're your mm. friends, then no, you can't 
guarantee who's on the other end. Yeah. All right. Awareness, education, 100%. Any further questions, hey, reach out to uh, Geraldton Police. They're always here to help. Uh, and as Colin mentioned as well, uh, there are a number of organisations out there as well that can help with that ed- education and awareness as well, uh, whether it be, you know, kids, teenagers and adults as well. Uh, but Colin, Steve, as always, thank you very much for popping in and talking about this. Um, as you mentioned, it's only growing and growing and growing. And, and the more that we're aware, the more that we're critical of these kinds of things, uh, the less that we'll, um, well, become victims of it. So I thank you both for popping in and having a chat. Right. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, so uh, this week, that's what we spoke about with uh, Superintendent Steve Post and Inspector Colin Kane. A big thank you for their time. And heck, if you've got any questions in, reg- in regards to any of those subjects or anything else, uh, reach out directly to uh, Geraldton Police, of course, or you can flick me an email, geraldton at triplem.com.au. Go to the Facebook page, Triple M at Geraldton. Flick us a message there. I can forward it on and uh, maybe we can get Steve and or Colin back on to answer your questions. But uh, for now, thank you very much and I'll talk to you soon.